You're listening to The Tactical Kitchen. I'm Melody Behrens, certified chef and nutritional therapy practitioner. And I'm Steve Behrens, 21-year special operations veteran and certified personal trainer. Together, we are here to share our experience on the ketogenic lifestyle. Don't forget our disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only and should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We're not doctors, and we don't play them on the internet. Now, let's get ready to chew the fat. Mmm, bacon. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Tactical Kitchen Show. It's been a while. It has been a few weeks, a couple of weeks. Yeah, it has been a couple of weeks. We looked at the date we last did a podcast, and, and we were like, it was that long ago? It was like May 20th. It was a while, and, and uh, you know, what happened was... Uh, that one day we always do our podcast on a Monday and that's just the day it works out and that was Memorial Day it was oh this is episode 52 by the way oh it is episode 52 52 Um, yeah so that Monday was Memorial Day and we got caught up in doing other stuff and totally spaced on on doing a podcast yeah it was a holiday um we didn't do a whole lot but we just relaxed isn't that what a holiday is? That is what a holiday is, <laughs> I guess. But, and uh, then we've been camping. Well, we went on a trip with the RV. Yeah, it's not really camping. We weren't really camping because it was a work trip for me uh, in San Antonio. So we just decided to take the camper and drive down there and, and hang out uh, for a week in the camper. Yep. It's more like glamping. It is glamping. It's air conditioned and... All the things. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really fun taking the RV and hanging out. Uh, and I didn't realize, you know, doing a week of that, even though, you know, I was going into work and coming back, just being away from the house and taking that week off from working out, which we didn't work out, which we'll talk about the entire week. Uh, coming back, you feel, you know, you feel better. You feel mentally and, and physically, like, invigorated. It, it was really nice because for a couple of days, you were gone not that that was nice, but well, thanks. So, so you were gone for most of the day, and just me and the animals. I took Luke for a walk. I did not work out for nine days. It was amazing. I was starting to get a little antsy, mm-hmm. but we took walks and just I read and relaxed. And I think, like you said, the mental break of being away from the house, you're out of your routine. And we say that all the time. Sometimes you just need to get out of your normal routine yeah, in a different space. And that helps your, your just mentally and emotionally and physically recharge. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it, what it was for us. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was also shenanigans. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> so while we were down there, we stayed at this, uh, a really nice, uh, RV park down there near, uh, San Antonio, a hidden Valley RV. And they have, you know, uh, a lower section of the RV park, which we were in, and it started raining like really hard and the power went out and we're in the camper and there's no power. And we're like, well, you know, what are you going to do? And then the, uh, the park calls and goes, Hey, you guys might need to move. There's a little creek that runs down in that valley area where we were at, and they were worried that, not that it would flood from the rain currently happening, but maybe from the rain that would happen further up, upstream. Yeah. And so they were like, you, you guys, y'all, y'all might want to think about moving. We've had a lot of rain in uh, Texas the last couple of weeks, so 
so we thought about it and we're like, you've got to move because there's no way we could stay there all night because if we decided to stay, there's no way I was going to sleep all night. Yeah, we were expecting another round of rain. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we jumped through hoops and I was outside in the rain, you know, taking up the hoses and the cords and hooking up the camper and wading through. It was already the back of our camper was already like knee deep water anyway. So (laughs) wading through water and getting bit by fire ants because apparently they could swim very easily. Oh, I know. It's awful. So any of you guys who who camp, whether you glamp or you actually camp, you know what it's like when it starts to rain and you have to get out and you have to move things. And when you have all of your stuff out in your camper, you have to secure it just to move it. So <laughs> it was really funny because I did stay in the in the trailer as we moved it up to the other spot with the animals and they totally were like what is happening (laughs) it was so and it was interesting to see how much of an actual earthquake happens back there when it's moving and we were driving you were driving like five ten miles an hour oh yeah five miles an hour max i I was like how does this thing even stay together this is amazing (laughs) well it's not all that much together because we also discovered in the torrential uh rains that Oh, there's leaks in the RV, and, yeah. and those aren't good. And there's some other issues. Uh, you know, anytime, if anybody's thinking about buying an RV, uh, give us a call and we'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> it's it's a process all the time of taking care of it. We have so many repairs to do, so you might see some of that coming through on the Instagram yeah. eventually, all the things that we have to do to it. But it's it's so much fun. It's my favorite way to travel. And for one main reason, you have all your own things. Mm-hmm. And you can cook your own food. Right. You have your own bed, and then, you, like she said, you cook your own food. So you bring your food with you so you don't have to worry about going out because <laughs> I went out with, uh, during the day, you know, the, the company took us all out for lunch, and they took it to a, a Greek place. And I was like, well, I'll get, I'll get shish kebab. And Say that ten times really fast. Shish kebab, shish kebab, shish kebab. No, really. <laughs> And it was uh, it was like a massive amount of salad and these two little bitty tiny strips of meat, it, it, smaller than like a hot dog. That's oh, sad. And I was like, "This is sad. This is a sad plate." I know. So. And then you come home and we, and we we grill out while we're, you know, while we're camping. So throwing some steaks or some hamburger patties on the grill. I mean, you have food in no time, and mm-hmm. then we just ate eggs and sausage for breakfast every morning. You're you're. RV camper is not very, uh, the refrigerator rather, is usually not very big. And ours is like an eight cubic square foot refrigerator freezer. And so when you're eating carnivore, or what we like to call ketivore, ketivore. and we'll get into that in a moment, um, <laughs> you, you, can, you can put all the food for the week and you still haven't even maxed out your space in this little camper refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's awesome. Yeah. And, and we've and, done this several times. Yeah, we've done this several times. And we, and we see other people that complain about online about how they can't fit everything into their camping refrigerator. It's because it's full of vegetables. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> that's why. They're them in there. They take up so much space. So when you don't have those those vegetables in the way, you have plenty of space in the camper. Much like your colon with vegetables. Much like your colon. <laughs> don't jam your colon full of vegetables. That's worthless. I know. So I said on Instagram today that we were going to talk a little bit about ketivore mm-hmm. and what that means. Yeah. So we got so just a little uh, you know background. We got challenged on the ketivore thing, which which we're not saying we came up with it exclusively, but we came up with it organically. 
Like, right. yeah, we were just talking and we're like, we're not keto or carnivore, we're ketovore. And uh, somebody said that we didn't come up with that, which if we didn't, great. But we did do the research initially. Right. Well, it, what was funny was they said this on a video that we posted over a year ago, like last year in early March or May, I can't remember. And so I had researched the hashtags ketovore, spelt K-E-T-I-V-O-R-E, and with K-E-T-O-V-O-R-E, whatever. And nobody had used it. It didn't come up on Instagram. So I was like, hey, we're coming up with something new. We're so special. And not that that's a big deal, but we started calling it ketovore, K-E-T-I-V-O-R-E. And so we made a video on YouTube, and and somebody the other day was like, great, but you didn't come up with this. This has been around for a long time. And I was like, yeah, this video is over a year old, man. (laughs) Come on. Yeah, yeah. so it's been around for at least a year. So, and not not to say that we came up with it and, oh, look at us, but it's just funny. If you do anything on social media, there's always the people that like to you know, correct you, challenge you. Even in that video, somebody was like, oh, y'all are fat. I'm not going to listen to y'all. So there's always somebody. I'm like, well, it, we love the people who just get on social media to be rude. The, we call them negative Nancys. Yeah, so whatever. Sorry, Nancy. Not if your name is Nancy. <laughs> Hopefully you're very positive. But ketovore, we're going to talk about what that means to us and why we started calling it that in the first place. Mm-hmm. And this is probably going to fit in with a lot of you guys who are like, I tried the carnivore diet and eating meat, salt, and water only is really difficult. And I, I fell face first into a chocolate bar, a dark chocolate bar once, and I had coffee or heavy cream. Keto train. It's the keto train rolling through town. Exactly. <laughs> Or maybe you even had a salad or something at one point, and then you thought, well, I'm not carnivore, and you felt bad about yourself, because that's what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You you just, I'm disappointed in me, because if you get on forums and you say anything about any kind of plant food or whatever on some of the carnivore forums, you're going to get an earful. Yeah, we see it all the time. People are saying, what about cashews, or what about... It didn't matter. Pick whatever that's not meat, and you know they'll they'll ask about it, and you'll get all the remarks. No meat, water, salt. That's it. And we know that there's a place for that with people who have dire health issues, and you really have to dial it in. And it's it's probably frustrating to you when someone asks those questions because you can't have them. And I think that's really what it boils down to is that I can't have it, so neither can you. Well, you know, it it all depends on who you're talking to because if you're talking to someone that's in their 20s or in their 30s and they're like, hey, I eat, you know, I eat a whole bag of oatmeal for breakfast and I'm fine, you know, nothing's wrong with me and you're telling me oatmeal is bad for me or or any of that, you have to understand that they haven't reached their crisis yet. They They haven't destroyed or damage whatever it is that happens so they they don't have that issue yet so not saying they're going to get there hopefully they don't but but you probably have like we have we've we've reached that crisis where where we know we have to change our food or we won't have optimal health right so we started we did the carnivore experiment Mm -hmm. and we did carnivore for a long time and we stayed pretty strict for a while i don't even remember how long now at least six months it was up until we went to Germany where we, we broke a little bit. Right. And not to say 
when we say carnivore, we did still have coffee. Shh, don't do it. I know, and coffee... Stop it. I know. This is going to blow <laughs> your mind, Steve. It's not made from animals. What? So, I know, you've always thought it was. But, you know, we had coffee, so technically, if somebody wants to get real nitpicky about it, we weren't totally carnivore. Because we drank coffee. Because we drank coffee. The dog is chomping on himself <laughs> over there. The dog so, is doing his little jump, 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 And then when we, you know, when we kind of fell off, we didn't really fall off, but when we went to Germany and just enjoyed life. Well, we didn't, we ate still mostly, I would say we were still 80%, at least carnivore. Yeah. And we ate a couple of pieces, like probably towards the, more towards the end of the trip, we kind of like... Gave in. We're like, all right, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat a piece of that bread. Right. You know, I wanna, I'm gonna have a uh, one of the sausages wrapped in whatever bread they serve. I know it was so good. It was delicious, by the way. And, and then I was like, well, I'm having a croissant. <laughs> <laughs> We're in France. And you know, <laughs> because we went over to France. Well, we'd heard, you know, if if uh, you're in Europe, you could that people that would have digestive issues with bread or, or even pasta in the U.S. did not have those same issues over in Europe. Due, and that was true. And due to just different grain. Now, we did start to feel a little more bloated, I think, towards the end of the trip when we started adding a little bit of bread in. I did. Yeah. I've, I've, by the time we were flying home, I was like, oh, I'm ready to get back to normal because I felt the effect of the fiber. Right. Yeah. And, you know, when you do a carnivore or even a ketovore diet, and we need to get around to what ketovore is to us, then you don't have that... You typically don't have that bloating because you're, you're not stuffing yourself full of fiber. Mm-hmm. It's very low-residue diet. Um, so for ketovore, let's talk a little bit about what that, what that kind of is to us. Yeah, so ketovore to us is you're following, you know, some people say 80, 20, you're 80% of whatever, and 20% of the time you add stuff. And, and some people judge that is 80% of the time you're on a clean diet, and then the other 20%, the wheels fall off. Well, that's not us. We're, we're more like... Uh, 80 to 90 percent meat, and then there's another, you know, maybe 20, 10 percent of other items. Like sometimes when we have dessert, there's there's blueberries. Yeah, we've switched to. Um, I used to put raspberries, but and blueberries, but now that I know that raspberries are super high in oxalates, I just <laughs> stick to the lower oxalate blueberries, and so we'll eat the whipped cream. You know, mm-hmm. the whipped cream and on the berries and have a little piece of dark chocolate, sometimes a spoonful of peanut butter. And so that obviously is the whipped cream is animal based, but for a strict carnivore, it would be like, no, that's milk. So, right, you would get your uh, your hand smacked you by the carnivore get, Nazi. It would be like, like getting they'd cut your fingers off, like, like that episode of Deadwood <laughs> we watched. <laughs> yeah. And, um, or like in John Wick. We just went and saw John Wick three while we were, we yeah, were, we were yeah. Roughing it. I'm not gonna get into the movie review, but you know, it was okay. I was, I was, I was a little disappointed. John Wick two is much better. Just FYI. Yeah. So anyway, so ketivore. back to ketovore. <laughs> when when we when we are eating, we're pretty much eating, you know, eggs, sausage, bacon, and then steak and hamburgers are pretty much the staple for dinner. Steak that's, and hamburger. That's 80% or 85% of what we eat. Yeah. So like today, we had sausage and eggs for breakfast cooked in butter. Mm-hmm. And then we had some coffee with some heavy cream. 
And then we had leftover hamburger patties from yet last night's dinner for lunch. And then tonight we'll probably have hamburgers again because I got a crap ton of hamburger. Got a deal. Yeah, I got a huge deal at Kroger. The guy was like, all this meat is $1.99 a pound. Please buy it. And I was like, sold, Done. mister. <laughs> so I was like, oh, 80-20 ground beef. And it's the one in the tube. I know. It has a stigma because... It's delicious. I don't know why it always does. I always thought the tube, the ground beef in the tube was disgusting. It just made me think, ooh, low quality. Right. I, I guess. I think it's a stigma, low quality. You're the one that talked me into buying it because it was on sale. Mm-hmm. And so and I cheap. bought it. And you're you're <laughs> cheaper than me. And so we did. And it was delicious. It's delicious. It's the best, finest ground, like ground beef that makes the best hamburgers. Mm-hmm. They're so good. So delicious. So, so that's pretty much what we're going to eat today. Mm-hmm. So that's that's right there is like ninety five percent carnivore. 100%? Yeah, we had coffee. You know. Oh, so ninety five because we had yeah. coffee. So so that's kind of where we're. I don't know the percentages. I don't yeah. even know how to figure that I'm, out. I'm just trying to you know put it in perspective. Here, here's a for little... the uh, for the audience out there. What what do you call that? Is it a, a diagram? <laughs> A graph? <laughs> a pie chart? A pie chart. Don't say pie. <laughs> <laughs> so, Unless it's so, meat pie. So if, if that's, you know, what what we're eating in a day, that's that's mostly carnivore. So mm-hmm. I think we only kind of get, uh, you know, ketivore when we add uh, the dessert. And that's not all the time. That's only... No, you know, but that was a lot last week because so, we were camping. <laughs> so it was a lot. Like, and that's a good point. So we didn't work, at all, work out at all for that entire week. And we ate our normal diet. We ate a lot more dessert than usual. And when we come back, um, I didn't gain any weight. I didn't feel I didn't feel out of you know out of shape. I didn't feel like I hadn't worked out. I felt I felt fine. Like there was no physical change for not working out for nine days and probably eating more dessert than usual. Right. And so let that let us touch on the insomnia issue. Mm-hmm. Yes. From insomnia. my past. From my recent past. Number one, I've seen so many women lately post about having severe insomnia. It's like it's like when we bought a Chevy truck and then there's Chevy trucks everywhere. And that's really not a good analogy because there are Chevy trucks <laughs> there everywhere because we there live are. in Texas. There are Chevy trucks everywhere. But you know how when you have when you're when you buy something or when you do something, all of a sudden you notice that thing everywhere. Well having insomnia, I've noticed so many people talking about it. And and it's a real problem because if you're not sleeping, a you're you're not your best. You're just not. You're not recovering. They actually say that slight brain damage is happening when you are deprived of sleep, well, which is terrifying. Well, well, I don't know so much it's so much as brain damage, but you're unable to brain repair, which is basically brain damage. Well, which is yeah, it's basically brain damage. I, yeah. I guess, but. You don't you don't get as much muscular or you know neuroregenerative repair when you don't sleep well. Right, and when you're working out like like I was trying to work out, and you're not recovering or repairing, then you're basically digging yourself into a hole, mm-hmm. and you're you're you know you're not moving forward. You're taking one step forward and two steps back all day, all day, every day. So. I added in the carbs for a little while, which was mostly white rice. Oh, Sinner. I know. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. So you did not partake. I did it not. 
I offered. I was like, you want any of this? He was like, I don't want that. Get that away. I think you made the devil like get away, kind of cross (laughs) at me a couple of times. But hey, man, I'm one of those people. I have I have health issues. I know what they are. I know what sets them off. I'm not going there. I know. (laughs) So I had some vegetables too, and you were like, "Ew, what is that on your plate? Are you eating that again? That's so green." So I was having the like terrible insomnia, so I was trying something new. Well, lo and behold, guess what? I ended up still having insomnia. Like it got better for a little bit, and it's like a roller coaster. It's very tricky too. It's like, oh, we're gonna get so much better and you're gonna sleep. And then one night you lay down and you're like, what the hell? I can't even <laughs> shut down. What's going on? I'm doing everything right, I think. So, and that becomes really frustrating. Yep. Because there's so many things, like you said, is it is it too many carbs, not enough carbs, too much exercise, because exercise and sleep compete. So if you ramp up your exercise, you could have an issue with sleeping. You you have to know all those things. Right. And there's that sweet, so- sweet spot between you're not exercising at all and you're having an insomnia or you're exercising... And you're you're overstimulating, mm-hmm. and now you have insomnia. But you have to find that sweet spot in the center, which takes a lot of trial and error. And diet is huge when it comes to this as well. But there's so many lifestyle things that also need to come into play. For me, since I was eating the carbs and still ended up having a few restless, sleepless nights until like 2 o'clock in the morning, I decided to give up the carbs because why do I want to eat that and risk the blood glucose dysregulation or, you know, feeding any kind of like cancer cells that could be laying in wait and turn that on. Mm-hmm. And why do I want to take that chance? So it, it wasn't benefiting me anymore. So I just cut it back out. And now I'm doing more of the just carnivore, ketovore, yep. actually, if you want to get down to it, ketovore. And all week last week while camping, it could have been also just the change of scenery. Mm -hmm. I slept like a freaking log. Like, (laughs) I slept so good. Number one, if anybody has an an RV, the air conditioner is like, I don't know, like a mother rocking you to sleep. It's just like perfect decibel and hum to just get you into a sleep that's marvelous. Well, I think we're both, uh, you know, noise sleepers. We like the the white noise or the AC noise because, you know, we talk about it. We both grew up with, with window air conditioner units. Yeah, in our houses In our houses, kids. yeah. We didn't have, you know, it wasn't until I was probably almost an adult that we had an AC unit. We didn't even have AC when I was a kid. It was crazy now that I think about it. But... <laughs> You know, we had fans, though, and they make the same noise. Uh-huh. So that fan noise or that whatever that hum is that you can get that kind of lulls you to sleep. Yeah, so I had this amazing week of sleep, and I didn't work out, which was probably a good thing. I just took it as a complete and utter rest week. It was ended, ended up being nine days. <laughs> and I think that, that I think that was the biggest thing, was, was you rested and your body rested. You know, taking, when we were packing up, I looked at you and said, can we take the 30-pound dumbbells? <laughs> because I was like, I knew I needed to rest, but I was like, what if, what if I want to work out? So we took two 30-pound dumbbells, and then we ended up locking them up in one of the compartments, and I never even got them out. <laughs> now, we did, towards the end of the week, we talked about it, that I felt, 
I was feeling good and I, I felt like I wanted to work out, like I could go work out. But uh, by that time, San Antonio got so hot last week, it was 100 degrees outside. And I was like, nope, that's a that's a. Oh, it was a hundred degrees and ninety percent humidity. We need to say that. <laughs> yeah, was, that was, was like San Antonio. I love it. I went there almost every year as a kid. My parents, my dad, for some reason, thought I needed to visit the Alamo regularly. And I was I've been there more than Davy Crockett and Jim Bowie put together. <laughs> and um, so you know, being there in San Antonio, it's almost always humid. It reminds me a lot of Florida when we lived in Florida, but the problem with San Antonio is you're so much farther from the coast than we were. There's no ocean. There. There's no, it's like an hour and a half away, you know, and it's just like a, it's like a bowl of humidity. You're just like trapped in this sauna. It was. The day we got there, we showed up at like four in the afternoon. It was 95 degrees and sunny, and we were setting the camper up, and I was drenched. I you mean, feel like you're in an oven. Yeah, wow. I was like, wow, yep, I remember this weather. I don't like it. I want to go back. I still really like it. I love San Antonio. <sighs> I, I do. Oh, I like the it. town's great. I just don't like the weather. Yeah. Nah, it's all right. I, I prefer the drier heat up north. Right. Well, this morning, it was 68 degrees at 9 o'clock when I took the dog for a walk, so I have no complaints. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> No complaints. It's insane. So, uh, so other things we got. We got some questions uh, while we were gone the past week, and one of them uh, that Melody got was someone talking about uh, that they were doing keto, or was it carnivore? Um, they were going to do keto. So they were doing they keto. They were embarking on their first keto diet experience. And they were they were doing a uh, a spin. spin class five days a week. And their question was is is should they eat more food? Which was really an open-ended question. It, that question left me with like a list of questions. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and now where this comes from is because anytime anyone is trying to lose weight, what, what has been the advice for the past 40 years? Exercise more, eat less. That's, that's been the mantra, the dogma, whatever it is. It's been the horrible advice that we've been given. So anytime anybody thinks they're trying to you know, ramp up, they should eat less so they can lose weight. But everyone also knows that when you exercise more, what happens? You're hungry. You get hungry. So it's really hard. And so you fight this battle, and it, people usually do this for a couple of weeks. And why, why I say a couple of weeks is because you see it every new year. People make the resolution to lose weight. So they're going to exercise more, and they're going to eat less. And that willpower holds out for a couple of weeks until you find yourself face down in a freaking, you know, a deep dish pizza and you eat the whole thing and like, that's it. It's over. You just fell off the wagon and now you can't get back on. So if you're going to do that, uh, you know, spin class five days a week, should you eat more? Well, I'm going to say you're probably going to want to eat more. Right. And it depends, you know, that's all dependent on how intense are you, what are you eating now? Like, are you eating a lot of food now? Do you need to eat more because you're not eating enough? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, there's so many questions that go with that. And I think that the takeaway for this question that we had is that when you do eat a keto diet or a ketovore or a strict carnivore diet, when you try to eat, if you if you're hungry and you start eating, it's almost virtually impossible to overeat. What we, what we mean by that is your body literally shuts down the acceptance of food. Like if you force 
fat in your mouth hole, (laughs) (laughs) after a certain point, you will get sick. Well, you will if you eat too much fat. You will feel nauseated. Yeah, I don't think you can, really. I mean, you could try, but... You would have to, to consciously say, here is a big bowl of fat food that I'm going to eat, and I'm going to eat it until it's all gone. I don't care how I feel. Because your body shuts down. Right. And, and you can literally set the fork down and walk away, and you're fine. Now, um, we've said this before, and, and you know, if, if you're going to do this, you're going to wrap up your exercise, you're, you're probably going to want to eat more uh, because hunger is a call for nutrients. So if you, if you, when you get hungry, whenever that is, if you eat a nutrient-dense food, which is, you know, protein or fat then you're going to satisfy that hunger quickly. If you eat anything else, let's say carbohydrates or a lot of vegetables. Um, a bag of chips. If you open up a bag of potato chips and you start eating that, you're not going to get full. You're not. You're going to get more hungry or hungrier, however you want to say it, because you're, you're not consuming nutrients. And that's the difference between uh, eating a lot of carbohydrates or grains and vegetables is those are low-nutrient dense foods. They don't have a whole lot of nutrients packed into them. You have to eat. I was reading something about how much, uh, how many carrots you'd have to eat to get the appropriate amount of, of vitamin, a. vitamin A. And it was like four, is, four pounds. Yeah. And then your body has to, has to, uh, has to manufacture that carotenoid mm-hmm. into retinol. So you have to have a trans, a transference there. Right. You know, it has to, switch over to retinol, which is very difficult to do. Why don't you just eat some vitamin A rich foods like, you know, liver? I don't know. Well, there's, there's, there's lots of, uh, more nutrient dense foods. Like, you know, if you eat a huge salad that has, well, I don't care if it's spinach salad, which don't eat spinach, it's horrible. Um, or, you know, uh, romaine lettuce, whatever. That's a bunch of bulk. Like it's a, you can eat a massive salad and not get as much nutrients out of just a piece of six ounces of meat. That's why you can eat a big bowl of salad and you're still starving. You're still starving. It's not even just the low calorie aspect of it, but it is a low nutrient food mm-hmm. and you are not satisfying the nutrient requirements of repair and regeneration and growth and all these things that need to take place. Now you might feel full. You might feel not full You'll f- or satisfied. You'll feel stuffed. There's a difference between feeling stuffed, like my belly is expanding, and having uh, a, your nutrient requirement satisfied. And that's the biggest problem, I think, with most people. They don't understand the difference between being hunger satisfied and just being full. You know, I didn't used to under I, I didn't understand it either, because you know I could eat a big salad and I would be like, I'm still so hungry. <laughs> and what I was telling you the other day, like way back in the day, I remember. Uh, we've talked about like those carnation instant breakfast. Oh my and gosh, the, yeah, we did. And we talked about the um, what was the other the Slim Fast. Fast drinks, and you know they market that to you as you know this is for breakfast. So you think to yourself, okay, that's supposed to hold me over to lunch, and I would drink one of those Slim Fast or whatever, or even a carnation instant breakfast, and I would be starving like in ten minutes, and I would think it's me, I'm broken. Why can everyone else do this and I can't? And not realizing that no one can do that. No, no one can drink a Slim Fast and go till lunch and be fine. No, your blood sugar's all over the map and, and you feel like crap and you didn't get your nutrients. 
Well, and, well, and the thing is, you're trying to cut calories. You're listening to the exercise more, eat less kind of crap. We saw when we went to see John Wick, we saw the commercial for yes. it was a was it a Coke product? It was Coke. And they had this commercial about uh, you know a person who was who was going into work and their meeting got pushed, but they've got this because. You know, they had a Coke for breakfast. It was Diet Coke flavored to taste like guava and strawberry. And they called it, She ha- they said, she had a Diet Coke for breakfast. <laughs> and that's what they said. I know. And I looked over at you and I was like, what the actual <laughs> hell? What? So, the- and what the greatest point, you know, is that, yeah, Coke is saying you can have this crappy retarded drink for breakfast but people get really angry on the other side like you know i saw a doctor online say that dr sean baker should be put in jail for telling people to eat meat and i'm thinking so so that should be put in jail but coke saying have a coke for breakfast is okay a diet coke too oh man because diet coke is so much better for you you know so when people wonder how we got to where we where we are now with with diet and nutrition it's because of the marketing industry. It's insane because I, I've known people who have lived on Diet Coke for breakfast. And two people that I know that did that are now deceased. They were, and they didn't die of old age. They died of disease. Yes. And they died early in their late 40s. Like, that's really early because that's me. <laughs> you know, the, you know, and the the other thing that um, we noticed while we were gone is, you know, you're out of your you're out of your element, so you go to places that you don't normally go to, like to shop for food. Uh, and we went to the Walmart uh, down there, you know, in San Antonio, and uh, and it distresses me at the number of people that are in the little scooters mm-hmm. and extremely overweight. And and I'm I'm not exaggerating when I say ninety percent of the people that you run into were extremely overweight. And this this is a real problem. Yes. Because it's not that you're it's not about body shaming. It's not about ooh you're overweight. What it is is it's about health and consequences. Correct. You start looking at this and you realize that this is such a this is going to be such a problem. It it is such a problem for us as a nation because we have an astronomical amount of people who are going to need care, who can't care for themselves. They can't work. They can't work either. Exactly. And so this is an epidemic that is not getting much better at the current moment. But we have a lot of push from our community to try to educate people. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> these companies are, are, are fighting back. I mean, they're going to fight back because sugar, grain, all these things are... You know, they're commodities. They're billion-dollar companies. Yes. They're not giving that money up. Pharmaceutical companies, they're they're not going to go into the night quietly. So you've got all these people who are extremely, not even just a little overweight, but extremely overweight and debilitated. And then when people who are of a normal weight and waist circumference are the outliers... That's a backwards, messed up world mm-hmm. because being in the richest country in the you know in the world, in we're the, the world, we're the richest we're, country in the world. We have the best resources, and we have this many people who are completely 
just debilitated they are. And, and sick. And, and I'm not pointing out, you know, just we, we went to Walmart. I'm not pointing out that people, I don't want to say people that go to Walmart are like that. I'm not trying to stereotype anyone. I all think I'm, these guys know that. They all know. I'm saying <laughs> is is where, I, where we were at, I noticed the majority of people were extremely overweight and unhealthy. Now, th- this is why uh, it, it bothers me is because my health care costs are going up because of their choices. So when people say, oh, you should not, uh, you know, you should not be hard on them because, you know, they let them live their life. Hey, great. Let them live their life, but they're causing my health care costs to go up. And I'm paying for their health care, basically. The, the whole thing is it's not their fault. It's Coke saying, have a Coke for breakfast. Oh, I agree. You know, and we, we know that you guys understand that. We're on a little bit of a rant right I, now. Well, I think, the, and, then, and well, again, it is distressful because I think the majority of those people have tried to be healthy. How many of them do you see with a diet drink in they, their They have diet drinks. Or, or their, low-fat food. Or they have a bunch of Gatorade. Like, I have a whole thing they, of Gatorade. They're doing yes. those things to try and be healthy, and it's not working because of the horrible advice we've gotten for the past 40, 50 years on how to lose weight. Well, I know, and I'll see people who are elderly, they're mm-hmm. retired to age, you know, and, and they're at the grocery store, and they're buying low-fat this and low-fat that and heart-healthy this and heart-healthy that because yep. it says it on the label, and then they'll have their thing of M&M's. Because they're doing all these other good things, and they've got their, they've got like the one one day I saw the man with um, his low fat, his non fat Cool Whip, and he had his little thing of M and M's, and I thought he's probably going to mix his M and M's in with his low fat non fat <laughs> cool, cool Whip, whip yeah. as a dessert, you know, because I know how I know how older people think, mm-hmm. I, I, I get it. And he had his, he had like his turkey meat, his turkey bacon. He was doing all the low fat things, but he had that little bit of sugar in there too. And all those low fat things are chocked full of sugar. So they're trying so hard, but they have misinformation. Correct. Yeah. And the misinformation often comes from their physician. From their physician or comes from the American Heart Association or their American Diabetes Association. They give out the worst advice. Um... And, and, you know, I had a friend online that was raising money. They were, they were taking part in an event uh, to uh, help cure diabetes. And I just wanted to send them a message and go, you know, if it's type 2 you're talking about, that's easily curable. And they know what it is. They know the cure. But it's really, you know, it's hard on the wallet to tell it, everybody to stop eating the sugar. Well, <laughs> it, it's hard on people's uh, wants and needs when you tell them you can't have birthday cake anymore. Uh, yeah, no, you need to cut out your ice cream. Um, you need to get, you know, you don't get that Frappuccino. When you start telling people that they can't have those things, they get angry and upset. Because why? Because they, they just want to live. Right. I know. And that's such a, an oxymoron because you just want to live, but you're doing things that are actually... Killing yourself. Yes. You're taking in all this horrible food... Because you want to enjoy yourself, but all this food to enjoy yourself is making you sicker than what you should be. And yeah. it's it's almost horrible to watch because we've sat down with many people and we've told them, here's your path to health. You need to cut out these foods. And the response has been, but I won't be happy. That one's hard to hear. It's really hard to hear because now you're telling me that only food makes you happy. Not living... Uh, not your family, not taking part in activities, not going out in the world. You're telling me it's just food. And that, again, falls back on 
marketing. We've been we've been convinced that to be happy, we have to have this happy food. Well, and it also really speaks to the addictive nature of these foods. So a lot of people are aware of that now, yep. especially in the keto community and the carnivore community. People are aware of the addictive nature of sugar because they've gotten themselves off of it and they looked back and said, wow, I was a real monster. <laughs> yes. And But when you hear someone say that, what I see and feel is that you're so heavily addicted to this chemical reaction that happens with this particular food, like it's sugar, yep. that you don't see yourself as basically a drug addict. And that's what it boils down to is you have a drug addiction you know it is a drug it really is is. and I remember years ago even though she led me astray Mary Lou Henner (laughs) she got me to eat a lot of soy back in the day but she did say one thing in her books years and years ago and and it was the first time I ever really started like dialing in the sugar topic like she called it kitty cocaine yeah. And started talking about the effects that it had on children. And that was, you know, I throw all the other crap out, like the soy and don't eat red meat and all that junk. But I did keep that one bit of information, which goes to show that you can you can change your your stance in your in your diet and what you believe, but you don't always have to throw everything out. I did glean that from her and I've kept that with me forever. And it's, the, it's not just for kids. It's also cocaine for adults. Yes, absolutely. And that's exactly what's going on. And then we start seeing the studies that come out and show that it lights up the same areas of the brain as cocaine does. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't off base. No. Oh, no, she's not. I think they've known for a long time that people become addicted to sugar. That's why they have the bliss point. That's why they have... Sugar in you know seventy five to eighty percent of every food you have. If you start looking, you're like, why is there sugar in this? Why is there sugar in kids' vitamins? Why is there a sugar in kids' vitamins? Why is there sugar in adult vitamins? Doesn't it's it's, like doesn't make any sense. It makes zero sense. So you start thinking, what is going on here? They know that they get you addicted to certain foods. You know, just like uh, Michael Myers from uh, Saw Married and Axe Murder talking about KFC. They put an addictive chemical in it. It makes you crave it day and night. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, they do. So, uh, man, that was a big soapbox. It was. I hope y'all are okay with that. We just soapboxed the crap out of you. Yeah, you but know. But you all know, you go places, you see what's going on out in the world. It's scary. Well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take people to become passionate and about this subject to get changes. Because for too long, we've been the, oh, it's just sugar, one cookie's not going to hurt anything. Oh, they're kids. Let them have their ice cream and cake. If your kid was snorting cocaine off the coffee table, would you say, oh, it's just a little, it's cocaine. Just a little cocaine. It's okay. It's not going to be that big a deal. Not a big deal. And and that's the point is we, we've socialized this and made it okay for so long, and we're paying the health crisis now, mm-hmm. okay, that we're paying the price for all the bad foods that we have let creep into our society over the past 50 years because people want to make money off you, and that is it. All these guys know that. Yeah. You, you all know that. that. Yeah, you guys know that. But we were just going to talk about what ketovore is to us and 
What happened? Anyway, I was talking about uh, bunny rabbits and kittens and daisies. All right. This isn't the news. Come on. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, so I think that wraps this episode up. We've we've uh, we've beaten that horse until it is it's really dead now. It is dead. Yep. So, so uh, we'll we'll let you guys uh, get out of here next week. Oh if yeah. If everything holds true, <laughs> we have such an awesome podcast coming. Yep. So we're gonna get to uh, interview Mister. Dave Hippensteel. Yep. He's a uh, CrossFit Masters athlete. And we say Masters, he is 60... Uh, 62? 63. Two, he's, he's over 60. That's all you need to know. He's won fittest man in his age group for the last three years. Yep. Um, he's also a dentist. And he does a lot of other stuff. He has tons of interest. It's so crazy. I'm... I, I'm I'm so inspired by these people. Right. It's amazing. So we'll leave you that inspiration that we're going to hopefully talk to Dave uh, Hippensteel in the next week and we'll have that podcast for you. Yeah, we're scheduled for tomorrow night, so fingers crossed everything holds up. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for this week. Uh, We appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. And make sure you click the like button or whatever it is on there on Instagram or I'm not on Instagram. Lick your phone and smash your buttons. (laughs) (laughs) Leave us a five-star review. Nothing less. If If you would like to or if you would please. And that will help us out. Apparently, that's a thing. That's a thing. Reviews. Uh, Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. We appreciate you guys listening. We do. Go out there, eat fat, and prosper. Thanks for listening to the Tasco Kitchen. Hit subscribe and leave us a review. Don't forget to send your questions to btkquestions at gmail.com and visit our website, thetacticalkitchen.com.